Welcome to Detoxing from the Matrix podcast, formerly known as Sobriety, where we talk all things awakening, ascension, consciousness, and the recovery of self, soul, and spirit from being strung out on the greatest drug of all, the external matrix. This podcast is a place for illuminating conversations that will take you from divided to divine, pain into purpose and suffering to sovereignty while we detox the fuck out of your mind body and soul from all those limited programs of separation struggle scarcity and pain i'm your host lindsay caricardi and this podcast is for all the rebel souls who seek to live deeply authentically and fully expressed as the divine badasses you are note this episode was originally recorded when it was Sobriety Podcast and has been added here to detoxing from the matrix due to copyright issues on the name Sobriety. I have no affiliation with the trademarked Sobriety brand or method. Hey there, divine badasses. It's Lindsay here, spiritual practitioner and coach, teacher, seeker, and author. And today, welcome to another divine download of Soul Variety, the podcast, where on today's episode, we are talking about why do we have to take it to such extremes? This is such a good conversation. I'm so excited to have this one because it really, 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 truly begins to flip the lid and expand the consciousness around this idea of suffering bad, joy, good, right? This this rigid dualistic thinking that there are these set parameters and separation of what is bad and what is good. So welcome to today's show. Very excited for this conversation. Let's all just go ahead and take a moment to know some truth together, taking a deep breath in, Let's just let that breath go fully, fully, fully recognizing that it is all perfection. And just recognizing in this moment that it is all the one thing, that there is no separation. There is never separation. Separation is just the illusion that we are here playing in. Each and every one of us is this beautiful individualized aspect of the whole, the one thing, the one spirit, the one mind. It is who we are. It is what we are. We are backed by it. And I just recognize each and every one of you in that. And I recognize this oneness in all aspects, in all people, in all places, in all experiences, in the days and the nights, the ebbs and the flows, the suffering and the ease. Mm. And I just welcome you to this conversation today as we are going to kick things off with a quote I would like to give you to think about. This is by Emily Durkheim, and she says, when this ultimate crisis comes, when there is no way out, that is the very moment when we explode from within and the totally other emerges, the sudden surfacing of a strength, a security of unknown origin, welling up from beyond reason, rational expectation, and hope, right? The sudden surfacing of a strength that we knew nothing about before that moment. And to me, this quote is what sums up 
the answer to why do we have to take it to such extremes? <laughs> so any one of us who has dealt with addiction or codependency or, you know, addiction to anything, it doesn't even necessarily have to be drugs. It could be gambling, it could be sex, it could be food, it could be shopping, drama, gossiping, right? Anytime we're living in that, that just that destructive cycle that we talked about, it was in episode three. We talked about that destructive cycle and how that destructive cycle is a, is a destructive commitment to getting our needs met. Right. And the beautiful thing <laughs> and uh, crazy thing about the subconscious mind, the subjective mind is that once it is programmed to do something, once it is on its own autopilot, it's like breathing, right? It's going to create whatever it's been programmed to believe it needs to create for you to have life, right? So it keeps your heart beating. It keeps you breathing. It's the part that would kick in the urge to fight or to run or to do whatever you perceive you think you need to do to live, to expand, right? It's the part of you that's going to manage your body's healing if you have a wound, right? And so it's going to manage your health because its, it's purpose is life. Its purpose is expression. It's seeking expression and it gets to express through life, right? So how then, the question that gets posed is, how then do we end up compulsively creating something as destructive as addiction, codependency, drama, stress, right? Why? Why do we do this? Why do we go there? And here is the answer to that, right? The, the subjective mind, if nothing else, is quite compulsive, right? Joseph Murphy teaches us that, who is another wonderful, wonderful, wonderful new thought uh, teacher. He was he was a, a priest and a minister um, and such a an amazing, wonderful soul who taught us so much about the subconscious mind. And he's no longer, you know, here in physicality, um, but he's just so brilliant. And he teaches us that the subconscious mind is is, if nothing else, it is compulsive. And so we know that to be compulsive means you're going to get it done. <laughs> right? If, if any of you have ever dealt with any compulsion in your life, you will know that that compulsion damn straight leads you to get shit done. Okay, so let's just look at the definition of compulsion here for a moment. Compulsion, the act or state of forcing or being forced to do something. Constraint. Two, an irresistible urge to behave in a certain way, especially against one's conscious wishes. <laughs> so perfect, right? I'll read that again, the second one. An irresistible urge to behave in a certain way, especially against one's conscious wishes. Right? And it comes from Latin, Old French, Old English, basically to drive, to force. And we know that our own places of suffering come from when we're in that divine, the subconscious mind is trying to do the thing it's been programmed to do compulsively, right? Because it's going to compulsively bring you down. This is the nature of addiction, 
right? We've programmed the subconscious mind to think, I need this. I have to do this. This is what I need to live. I love this. I want this. I enjoy this. So it will then compulsively drive us to that thing, regardless of what the conscious mind is saying. How many of you have found yourself in your life sitting there? I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to call them. I am not going to, I am not going to call them. I'm not going back. I'm not going to get high anymore. I'm not going to drink anymore. I'm not going to have that cookie. I'm not going to do it. And then three hours later, you find yourself doing it, whatever it is, on the phone with the drama, gossiping, having the cookie, drinking the booze, get it, whatever it is. And you're like sitting there flabbergasted and confused. Like, how did this happen? I know I'm not the only one, you guys. I know I'm not the only one. <laughs> I've been to enough 12-step and AA meetings in the first couple of years of my sobriety that I know I am not the only one that relates to that. Where you're literally sitting there and you're like, how did this even happen? <laughs> that, my friends, is compulsion. That, my friends, is the compulsive nature of the subconscious mind driving you to do what it believes, what it's been programmed by you to do, that may or may not go against what you want to be doing in your conscious mind. Or, for example, expanding this out even a little more, right? So even after I got sober off drugs and alcohol, um, and I had a spiritual awakening, and I was living my empowered life, and I was you know, developing my business as a coach, and I was learning how to market and how to sell, and I was learning how to coach, and I was doing all of this stuff, and I would still sabotage myself right? It was like, I couldn't be consistent. I would sabotage against my conscious will. So I would wake up in the morning and I'd be like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do today. I'm going to get X, Y, and Z done. And I'm going to make this, you know, marketing plan or whatever it is. And I would sabotage it. And then a week would go by and I'd be sitting there wondering like, why can't I ever seem to get this stuff done? Right? That's the compulsion. So I'm sure each and every one of you can relate to that, right? Now, the thing about this is to bring it back to our topic today, why do we have to take it to such extremes? Is because it is a very confronting thing to sit there and reconcile with yourself what is driving that seeming sabotage, right? Because if the subconscious mind is for life, why would it constantly drag us into sabotage? <laughs> and the answer is because that is the inverted use of our power. So like we talked about in our last episode, life is a mirror and it is neutral, right? It's not sitting there. The subjective mind is not sitting there being like, okay, yep. That sounds good. That sounds like truth. Let's agree with that. Let's believe that. Oh, I don't really think drugs are super beneficial to life. So I'm probably going to not create an addiction. No, it's just moldable. It's shapeable. And so whatever we choose, whatever we're hit with over and over and over again, whatever we repetitively put into our subconscious mind, whether that's through our own choices and experiences, whether that's through you know trauma and dysfunction when we're growing up or moments of our life, we have these heightened states of negative emotion. And in those moments, we make a decision and it goes right into the subconscious mind as truth. Okay. And then we're going through life and we're looking for all these ways to cope. 
And here's the wild part. For many of us, the quote, quote, destructive behaviors we've created for ourselves, addiction, codependency, and all these things are often coping mechanisms. So to expand this conversation out a little more, I beg the question, what might have happened for you if you did not develop that coping mechanism? Where might have you ended up? I mean, because without the numbing of the drugs, maybe I would have ended my life. I don't know. Maybe I would have cracked mentally. Maybe they allowed me to navigate a life that I couldn't make sense of until I got to the place where I was ready for the awakening, right? Which brings me back to why do we have to take it to such extremes? And our quote today from Ms. Durkheim, when this ultimate crisis comes, when there is no way out, that is the very moment when we explode from within and the totally other emerges, the sudden surfacing of a strength, a security of unknown origin, welling up from beyond reason, rather rational exception, and hope. That welling up, that, that strength and security of unknown origin is the divine force within you. It is the divine override that kicks in when we have finally exhausted and worn down our own intricate maze of delusions and defenses and dissonances, right? And in that moment where it almost feels like we break, you guys heard me talk about it in the very first episode, what that moment was for me. I've had multiple more of those moments as I've developed myself as a business owner and a spiritual practitioner and a minister and an entrepreneur, right? These, these moments happen over and over and over again, where we find an even deeper resolve because that's the nature of this thing called life, right? That's the nature of it. So why do we have to take it to such extremes? Well, because I think if it was easy, we wouldn't <laughs> we wouldn't rever it so much. Right? If it was just handed to us, if it was just there, when I say it, I mean that upswelling, that that resurgence of unknown origin of strength and security which is the divine unfoldment of you from within yourself. Right. If it was just there, if we had found it at the first moment of struggle, it would have been like, oh, right. But diamonds are forged under pressure, right? When coal is applied pressure, it eventually becomes a diamond. And diamonds are right. These beautiful fractalized prismatic beautiful stones, not as rare as they want us to think they are. <laughs> There's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. <laughs> How that's manipulated, right? But they're beautiful nonetheless. Anything that reflect, refracts light in that way is, is beautiful for its purposes, right? But the diamond only became that from the coal. So the diamond, all the properties of the diamond were in the coal the whole time. It's the transformation of alchemy 
right? This is the alchemy. Nothing came in. Boop, magic wand, bippity boppity boo, abracadabra, turned the coal into a diamond. It became that through an alchemical process of transformation, through the fire and the pressure, right? So you, my friends, each one of you, each one of us is like that piece of coal being transmuted through our own process of alchemy into the diamonds, right? And we, we, we begin to transmute ourselves into the diamonds when we remember who we are, when we strip away the illusions of what we thought we were, right? Coming back to our ending quote from the last episode from David Icke, when you look in the mirror, what do you see? Do you see the real you or what you have been conditioned to believe is you? The two are so, so different. One is an infinite consciousness capable of being and creating whatever it chooses. The other is an illusion imprisoned by its own perceived and programmed limitations. And so why do we have to take it to such extremes? Because when we're living in the illusion imprisoned by our own perceived and programmed illusions, we will fight for that limitation. We will fight for those illusions. We'll fight for that identity because that's what the ego does. It attaches to it and it thinks it's all there is. And then when we start to spiritually awaken and heal, it can be scary. And sometimes we have to run back, right? There's that compulsive subconscious programming, kicking back up, dragging us back into what it thinks we need to live, to be joyous and happy. It has no power to differentiate and recognize that it's causing us suffering. We start to realize that in our conscious mind eventually, okay, I'm causing this suffering, but then the subconscious is already compulsively off to the races. So what do we do then, right? And that, my friends, is the whole point of sobriety as a movement, as a message, right? It's the subconscious reprogramming. It's the healing. It's the trauma work. It's the spiritual awakening and the expansion and the resurrection and the remembering of who you are. So no matter where you're at on this journey, if you're suffering and you're struggling, I know the perfection for you. And I'm holding you in the full light of love for your own awakening because I know how powerful you are and I know that you powerfully 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 curated this experience for you to awaken and explode from within that other that divine other and that can only happen when you've had enough that can only happen when you're ready to surrender And so when I say had enough, please understand that that also is subjective. Your had enough can be whatever it needs to be. It doesn't need to mean you're half dead and homeless like I was, (laughs) right? I mean, because I didn't have to take it that far when I was developing myself as a business owner and a coach, right? I just, it was to the point of when I was frustrated and I was no longer enjoying what I was doing. That was my enoughness, right? Emotional upheaval, was what created the space for that divine self to explode from within and let that divine other emerge. 
right? And so there's no real separation. We only perceive their separation. Just like the the coal having the diamond, everything it needs to become the diamond, it just needed the pressure applied to become the diamond. Just like where would we have been without this thing we created for ourselves that other people would look at and deem as horrible or suffering or drama or codependency or whatever? Well, if I didn't have that, where would I have been? Maybe that was divinely serving me. And so if you can begin to consider, maybe that was divinely serving me too. That's going to open up your mind in a way different way that allows you to start considering a bigger picture. Because as long as we're judging something within ourselves, we're not going to release ourselves from it. So the moment you can begin to consider that, you'll begin to open yourself up into a more expanded view, which is going to begin to create space for your own evolution and healing just by design. Just ask and you shall receive, right? What does the Bible tell us? Those who pray in in belief, right? If you ask knowing that it is done, it is yours, And so in this moment, whatever it is you're seeking, whatever it is that you feel like might, you've been beating your head up against the wall and wondering, why do I keep doing this thing? Surrender. Make a choice. And then come and do the work to reprogram your subconscious mind and release your trauma, expand your consciousness, and become that diamond. Come and do the alchemy. Come and step into the fire of alchemy with me that's what it's all about. That is what it is all about, my friends. And so if you are ready to do this work, please feel free to reach out to me, knowing um, there's lots of different ways I work with people. We've got beautiful community over in Soul Society and New Thought Global. Got some beautiful stuff coming down the way for recovery. I work with people individually. And let's just take a moment to know the truth together before we set out about your day, taking a deep breath in, in gratitude. And letting that breath go. And I just love you. I recognize you. I know the truth of who you are. And I know the powerful, powerful, powerful things and identities and expansions that are being birthed from within you. Because I know that everything to become the diamond is already within you. And I just now call it forth in the knowing that it is done. You're here for a reason. And until next time, go forth, be wildly you, have it all, and shine those lights unapologetically. Enjoy the pressure. Enjoy the fire and enjoy the peace because it is all the one. I love you and I will see you guys next time. Hey, Divine Badass. Thanks again for tuning in and being here on Detoxing from the Matrix, where we talk all things awakening, ascension, consciousness, and the recovery of self, soul, and spirit from being strung out on the greatest drug of all, the external matrix. If you know someone who would benefit from our illuminating conversations, please don't hesitate to share this podcast with a friend. And if you loved this episode or the podcast as a whole, don't forget to leave a review. It really helps spread the message and expand the collective. 
Don't hesitate to connect with me over on the socials. You can find me all over the place at I am Lynn's Caracardi. I've really been having a blast over on TikTok with some great content and conversations. You can also find me on IG or in my Facebook community, The Money Matrix Detox. Be sure to check out the links below in the description for all the connections on social media, other ways we can connect, some free gifts and resources that will support your own awakening ascension, as well as ways that we can work together.